Spencer Cobrens, the Bald Truth. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this and where are you calling from? Uh, this is John from Illinois. Hey, John. Welcome. Hello, John. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I just want to say I think that um, I think you guys are saving people's lives. I really do, and I think that. Um, well, thank you. You guys are. I think you guys are great representatives of your brand. You know, Joe, you with uh, trials and tribulations, with multiple transplants, and then uh, Spencer, you with what early prevention can look like. You know, so but in addition to that, you know, I think your guys' hair is great. <laughs> well, I, I I appreciate that. You know, it, it goes from, it's funny, when I look at comments of, uh, on both Joe and I's, you know, stuff, people are very complimentary and people are just very awful as well. You know, it's it's fascinating to, to get people, everyone's, <laughs> yeah. everyone's perspective about that. But I, I, I think what I appreciate more, though, is kind of... Your your breakdown of what we do. That's why I brought Joe on after years of doing the show the way that I did it is because I don't have that perspective. I have not been butchered and then repaired and gone through, you know, 10 surgeries and, or have worked, you know, uh, in the trenches in a clinic day, day in, day out. My perspective is much different. And, and I think Joe learned from me when he kind of got more associated with the show of what it's like to deal with all the different clinics perspective and all the patients that come from these different places from all over the world, because it's a lot different than his initial perspective of what, what's going on. I, I thought the problems I was seeing was just unique to my own experience. It's not. <laughs> no, no, it's bad. It's bad. Anyway, sorry for the it's ramble. Thanks for calling. What can we do for you? Yeah, no problem. I guess uh, the question I had uh, among others was, um, body hair transplant you know is it of course we you know i think we all know that uh, head hair is best hair but uh, you think body hair tra hair transplants are are that bad i mean what about like a blended approach where you take a thousand grafts from the back of the head you know maybe 200 from the beard and then 300 from the the body and you kind of have this blend approach and then you kind of are mm -hmm. uh, saving saving future grafts You Joe, know, I'm gonna let you I, take I think this. that, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, I can't say it's a common approach, but in some of the more experienced clinics that have been around for uh, quite some time, it's it's not uncommon for them to take this approach. But even the best clinics out there will tell you that uh, body hair is secondary, no matter how good the body hair is, as far as like you know the the texture and. Uh, the the numbers that you may have um, available for transplantation, it doesn't replace the quality and the survivability that you'll get with scalp hair uh, when assuming the procedure is done properly. So when you look at the, the, the level of types of hairs as far as like their survival uh, chances when it comes to transplantation, scalp hair is king, which you're already aware of that. And then behind that is beard hair. Beard hair tends to have the highest survival rates of all non-scalp hair. And then behind that would be chest hair, and then it drops off significantly uh, after chest hair, like back hair, or leg hair, or what have you. Um, so it, it comes down to what are you willing to spend 
not just in money, but in donor hair and not just scalp hair, but like if, if you want to take that route, how much body hair are you willing to go through before uh, you actually get enough moved that also survived to where it makes, well, I'm out of focus. Hold on a second. What's going on? What's going on? There we go. I don't know. There we go. Now I'm back. It's going crazy on me. Um, yeah, so it's like how much body hair are you willing to give up to where you cross that threshold where it makes a difference? 200 grafts, 400 grafts, 600 grafts, where maybe 70% grew. So that 500 grafts is now, uh, quick math, 350 grafts, maybe. So is, is that what you want to go through? Whereas if you went strictly scalp hair till it was no longer an option, then you have potentially a higher survival rate, a better experience uh, cosmetically only because the, the hair is going to match better. Um, and then you can resort to beard hair and say chest hair. The, the problem with, ch with, body, uh, sorry, with beard hair is that the texture doesn't really change over time as far as I'm aware of. I don't know of anyone that's claiming otherwise, but the texture of your beard hair will always be the texture of your beard hair, even on the scalp. Um, body hair, such as chest and back, once it's transplanted, there's mixed information out there about the long-term effects. Does the scalp influence body hair to where it will blend in uh, and, and look more like Scalp hair. There's some evidence it does, but well, I think that Ray Woods, you, can't, who is now, you can't rely on that. Ray Woods, who is now unfortunately uh, just a footnote in the history of hair transplant surgery and FUE, and he was the, the OG yeah. uh, guy Paragraph. with the Woods technique. It's un it, I think it's just ridiculous and it's sad and it's just, it's just, and I understand some of the reasoning why, but the truth is anyone who's writing the history in these textbooks, to leave him out in the way in which they do, is not only, in my view, dishonest, it, it does the entire industry a disservice. But with that said, yeah, he, did, he did show back in like 1999 or 1998 that at least for one patient that he implanted body hair on, that in time, the body hair that only grew just a few centimeters uh, eventually mm -hmm. did grow and took on much longer life cycles and was growing almost as long as yeah. his native hair. And that was pretty, that, that was pretty yeah. stunning. It was. And then my, in my own case, um, where I had, it was less than a hundred grafts transplanted, but it was from my chest into my crown. Dr. Wong, uh, had done, uh, I forgot how many, I think, I think we counted the 80 grafts replaced, um, 27 grew, so it was just over a 30% survival rate. This is the very first, no, the second time he'd done body hair, so it's, and that was 15 years ago, so it's not, you know, to be applied to anything he might may be doing today. But it's still growing. It blends in perfectly with my uh, scalp hair, and you'd never know if you were to even look under microscopic uh, examination. So, but but I also have so the benefit came, of when you came to my place. I was, that, I was similar to my, my when you came hair. to my place. The first thing I was like is like, is that chest hair on his scalp? What's going on here? Is that chest hair sticking out of his crown? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't like the idea. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily. Um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I I I think I think Joe's initial response was the, is the way to go. 
you know, I don't necessarily think that. Well, let me ask you this question: How much chest hair and how much back hair, how much body hair do you have to work with? First of all, me. Yeah. A decent amount, uh, actually. You know, when I look at my chest area, actually, when I look down on my chest, I'm thinking, man, I wish this was on top of my head. You know, it's like a two, two inch, uh, two and a half inch, three inch long hair. It's, it's kind of the same texture, kind of a coarse texture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then when I look closely, I can see uh, triples, quadruples, doubles. And it's like, man, this is a. Uh, a prime spot to take from. <laughs> well, again, again yeah. the good news is that if that is needed at some point, it's there. Uh, you know, but I, I don't per- personally think it should ever be used for primary, you know, hair transplants or even as a second hair transplant if you have a, if you have the right amount of donor hair to be moved. Now, I didn't listen to everything that Joe was saying. I'm pretty sure that that probably was Joe's yeah. comment. Yeah. The last comment I wanted to make or question was, um, you know what, it's interesting. It took me a long time to kind of compartmentalize the message that you guys have. You know, I mean, you know, when you're young and you kind of see these commercials about transplants, it's almost like a quick fix. And it really took years, years listening to the show to kind of come back and say, hey, medication is the first line of defense. And uh, you know, I think you guys have a you guys have a tough job in front of you, especially when you, you watch these commercials. And even even like you guys have talked about, where doctors kind of describe this surgery as a procedure, or it's not really surgery. It's just that it was only uh, recently that I came to the realization that yes, medication was the first step. Um, well, I was under the impression then, when I started. Sorry to cut you off. That when I started, that no. once I revealed. Once I pulled back the curtain of this industry, that everyone who found us and found me, especially when I was on the radio and when I was first, you know, when the book first took off, I'm like, it's going to change everything. I mean, people, once they see it, they're not going to be stupid enough or vulnerable enough to fall for this shit that they see out there being (laughs) marketed and advertised. And boy, oh boy, was I wrong. And, you know, when I started this, I didn't think that I would be doing this for 23 years. I really thought it would be a limited part of my career path that, you know, I, I have another thing that I do. And I was like, this is just going to be, you know, okay, I've sold this book. Fantastic. I started these organizations. Great. This is going to help a lot of people. But I didn't think that I'd be doing this for 23 years. And what you just said is why. Because it takes mm-hmm. people – Usually, sadly, they will find us, find me. They'll, they'll always find the American Hair Loss Association through some article. They'll read the information on there, and they'll be like, wait a second, there's nothing here that's going to fix me. This is just giving me information, education, what I need to do, what I need to avoid, but I need to be fixed. And that's where people tend to go first. And then they come back after they've been fucked up or they made the wrong move or they've been ripped off 100 yeah. times, and then they're like, Okay, these guys are still here. Yes, I I always uh, I show still people. Still talking about um, yeah. <laughs> I show, a lot of times I show people uh, Joe your video with the uh, try guy, and uh, you know it was a really good breakdown of the uh, the process that the try guy went through and and a lot of the problems in in the surgery, even like simple things like the doctor wearing a mask, 
or the technician mm-hmm. when he was extracting hairs where he took it from one spot rather than moving the head around. I mean, it was, even uh, when they when they first drew the hairline, they kind of made it very low, and then the day of the operation, they raised it up. Um, and that, you know, what's amazing about that is they they broadcasted that on YouTube, but that was their best work. They were showcasing this as their best work, but there were so many glaring problems with the procedure. Well, you know, listen, you know, I would say what Joe does and the way in which he does it is can be incredibly empowering for people who are willing to listen. However, I have seen, and in my career too, I, I still get hate, but I've seen Joe get a lot of hate just for, again, revealing the reality of, of what's happening out there, what's happening in this field. Um, I think, look, all we can do is do our best. And you came around, you found us, you're, got, you're, you're one of, you know, whatever, 10% of the hair loss sufferers out there doing their research that uh, really takes the time to listen and does things and, you know, real, recognizes that all we're doing here is we're out here to, 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 to give you guys the truth. And that doesn't resonate with a lot of people. People always think, well, what's the ulterior motive to the truth? Or there's a reason, or, you know, th- these guys are Merckshills or this or that, the other thing. You know, we're just here to tell you the truth. And you take that information and do what you want with it. Yeah. Um, one last question about hair transplants. I'm not sure if any doctors ever made this strategy, but of course, one of the biggest fears is having, you know, scarring, like a large scar. Um, Is there anybody that does it where they kind of, let's say, they take a vertical strip, like a three-inch one, or you take a three-inch strip, and then you come back, and then you just take from that same three-inch strip, you end up, instead of having one big operation, you might have five or ten, but you're always on that three-inch area, you know, and so then, let's say... In the future, 30 years from now, you know, you lose a lot more hair and you want to go bald or you want to, you just have this three inch scar versus a 24 inch scar, 24 centimeter scar, rather. Um, it's kind of, a, it's kind of an old school way of, of looking at it as well, just to let you know. There was, there were times when physicians would make multiple kind of, they call it like a ladder, step ladder scars, take out small pieces of tissue from one side and then from another side. I, I, I had that done, yeah, not vertically, but, but um, it never ends. It, 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 it never ends well. And I have known. Just to interrupt yeah. you, sorry. I I knew a guy who did a vertical incision. To tell told me about it. And when he showed me the results, I'm just like, why would you do that? <laughs> why? You know? well, yeah. Yeah. How can you do who that to somebody? Idea and who would agree to it? Yeah. Well, the person that came <laughs> up with the idea actually is a guy that has a lot of shit written about him, you know, in, in textbooks, and it's amazing to me. Go ahead. Oh, oh, that guy. What the, yeah. <laughs> what was the issue with the vertical um, strip? Well, I want you to think about how every, every strip essentially changes the integrity of your scalp. And as you move that scalp around in different directions, you're going to have a kind of a different overall integrity to the back, to the sides, to the temporal points, to the top of your mm-hmm. your, your hair. 
So if you're pulling something in vertically, then you're causing a change in your entire structure in that direction. If you're pulling something down and you're able to take more graphs out, the worst case scenario, especially after one strip, is maybe you'll have a little bit of a rise in the integrity of the back of your scalp. Usually that that's probably the worst uh, as far as unless you get stretched back. But I haven't seen any overall change of integrity. When I saw this vertical cut, you could actually see it as the hair grew out. You can see that the hair it just didn't match up from side to side. Yeah. It's a lot easier to cover if there's that kind of like integrity change. It's a lot e easier to cover that, you know, like, have you ever seen guys who had multiple transplants and then even though their hair has grown over it, you can't see the scar, you can kind of see that the hair is growing in two different directions or slightly well, well, not overlapping directly? Like, like I have it on, on my own case. I have to turn the microphone a little bit. Um, if you, hang on, there we go. So if you look above my ear, right? Oh, I see it. Here. I never noticed that. Yeah, So, so this line right here, it shows a stark change in direction. So this hair here is going back yeah. like this, and this hair up here is going down, right? And so when it, when my hair is longer, you can't see it. But I've been keeping my hair short for the past several years, and, and that's that's where, like, I see it, I'm like, damn it, my scar is visible. It's like, oh, that's not the scar. It's just the hair direction change, which happens to be a line yeah and it's it's really it's really it's actually very common um if you had multiple yeah. surgeries well it, the vertical one is yeah, really we've weird had multiple to look surgeries at. yeah 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 and the, and the vertical i can imagine would be even yeah. more disturbing but um yeah i just and just a little bit of spray can i can kind of redirect a little bit but naturally it's it's a it's a hard 90 degree angle all the way around and uh, not in the back but on both sides like my uh, can you see on this side too not really. I mean, you can see a little bit, but not really. You have to really look for it. Yeah. But that's the thing. You know, that's an another aspect of, of this procedure that people don't talk about. There's, there's, there, there are, listen, I still think that strip is a, a procedure that um, any really great hair transplant surgeon or clinic should be able to offer and know how to perform well to stay at the art standards. But no matter what the surgery is, there's always going to be you know, limitations and issues that people don't ever even talk about. You hardly ever hear about this online, but that direction of growth is a real issue. And a lot of people who have had multiple strips will have it. And it's to me, it's, it's one of the biggest giveaways of a hair transplant. Joe, I never noticed it on you, so thanks for pointing it out. I'm not going to be able to stop staring at it now. No, no you'll never be able to stop seeing it. <laughs> What, what's been seen cannot be unseen. Anyway, man, listen, I, I hope we were able to answer your questions, and I'm glad that you've benefited yeah. so much from the from the program. And, um, yeah. you know, well, well, go ahead. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to say I appreciate you guys. All right, man. We appreciate you as well. Thanks, Thanks for calling. a lot. Take care. Thank you. Don't forget to hit the like button on the video. Yes. Thank you. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ball of Truth. You know, the broadcast streams live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and 10 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. If you'd like to watch the show or see us in studio, call us live, ask any questions. If you have any concerns, if you just want to vent, you can check us out on Joe Tillman's YouTube channel, which is youtube.com 
forward slash hair transplant mentor, or you can watch and listen to us live on theballtruth.com.